Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Sam Amick of The Athletic coming up here momentarily, so make sure and stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, we were just, we've got ESPN on here in the background, and apparently Jason Garrett is set to meet with Jerry Jones this afternoon. Have you seen that there's already been three conflicting reports about his status? Like, fired, not so fast, fired again? Well, I think they have to meet first, don't they? I guess. I don't know. But uh, I'll tell you what, the, the Cowboys were certainly, they, they were the biggest story of the year this year in the NFL regular season in a negative way. <laughs> well, the Cowboys always find themselves in the middle of discussion. I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, certainly a huge story. But the, the disappointment of the Cowboys, uh, especially because they paid Ezekiel Elliott and Dak had all this to prove because they weren't going to meet his contractual status i mean just a huge story in the negative so all right well let's talk some nba basketball it's time for your nba daily assist austin it's time for your nba fix this is the big show daily assist featuring all the latest news and insight on the association now joining the big show senior nba writer for the athletic sam amick on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your NBA assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or Samsung tab for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. It makes the magic happen for the athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Sam, first and foremost, of course, happy holidays. How are things in the Amick household? Happy holidays, guys. Things are good. It's been nice to have everybody around a little more than normal. We uh, we kept it local on the holiday, and I did not cover a game on Christmas Day, which is the first time in a long time that's been the case, so no complaints. Did the guys have a Merry Christmas? Did you uh, help Santa provide uh, all kinds of mayhem? They did. They did well. They always seem to do well. We try to Certainly kind of make sure their heads are in the right place as far as thinking about others as well. Uh, we, we have, uh, I'm, I'm confidently, you know, sharing that I don't think they're listening to, to uh, Utah radio, but uh, we have one believer in the house and, and one non-believer ah. when it comes to uh, the, the man in the red suit. So it's a funny line that we end up walking. Um, so it was it was a good time though. We had fun with it. I'm just trying to process what Gordon meant by mayhem there. Like what? what are the kids are the kids getting flashbangs for for Christmas? Like what are we talking no, about? But Sam has told us about his kids. They're good, healthy, fun kids, and they like to stir it up okay. a little bit. That's all right. All. all right. Just just make. Yeah. Sure. One quick anecdote. I think I'll share. The closest we came to mayhem um, was this really super cool remote control car that goes on the side of the wall. Like it actually climbs up the wall. And um, yeah, it's kind of wild. It's got like a little suction component to it, but I was, I was breathing a sigh of relief for, um, I forget which of my sons did it, but he tried to drive it on the, the ceiling and that's just going a little too far. And he came about six inches away 
from having the uh, the car fall off the ceiling and smack their mother on the head, which oh, would no. not have gone over well oh, no. See, at all. See, so. that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I got you. I got all you. Right. We're all on the same page. Uh, Sam, the, the Jazz got a huge win over, over the Clippers, and they've been playing some subpar teams and playing a little bit better, and now they make a move with the Jordan Clarkson move and certainly want to get your thoughts on that. But they go out and then they beat the Clippers. It, it felt like a statement here in Salt Lake City. What do you think? It did, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm kind of like you know placating the local crowd here, but in defense of the Jazz and Jazz fans, I, I didn't love how the Clippers immediately went to the "oh, we were sick" card. You know what I mean? Like, man, everybody after that game uh, on the Clippers side was trying to make sure the whole world knew that they were sick and they were all under the weather. Um, but a big win, you know what I mean? This is a Jazz team that. It's interesting. I made this comparison recently. Um, they're like that baseball pitcher where they've got like a you know a fifteen and five record. The ERA is like you know four and a half five. You know what I mean? Like the record's actually pretty good, but they're not scaring anybody when you break down the numbers. And they needed a win like that to I think start showing that they are finding their way. And they've had to make it through a lot of stuff. Obviously, Mike Conley being out quite a bit has been the, the first thing but that was a big win for them and then to see Donovan kind of play like a star on that stage with other stars on that court I thought was big too what does that mean for a team does a team have to have a star in order to win I, I guess the answer is yes yeah 100% I mean at least one I mean it's and that's where the Jazz I mean Rudy Gobert is one of the most unique stars in the league just because of, of his skill set and so um you know, that's always been the debate. You know, do they need more star power out there? You know, Mike, any, I mean, listen, Mike Conley's had a wonderful career. I think anytime you're getting a guy this deep into his career, it's going to be also debatable. Like, you know, how do we quantify his star power? Um, but yeah, you got to have at least one to be a top tier team, you know, in today's NBA and in this Western Conference. I mean, just look at the squads they're going up against. You guys know just kind of what that list looked like. You know, Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, uh, all the way down. These teams have dynamic duos, and they have star power. But the Jazz have been puzzling because, you know, we've talked before about how they had all this continuity that you would think would serve them well, and then you were combining that with some new infusion of talent and in a perfect world for Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder and the rest of that group. You know, those two things would have come together really seamlessly, and instead – it seemed like it actually was a step backwards for them, and they had to kind of rediscover themselves. All right, Sam, I want to get your thoughts on the trade, flipping uh, Dante Exum for Jordan Clarkson. There were a couple of second-round draft picks uh, included in that deal, but uh, kind of two aspects, the addition of Clarkson, what that does for this team, and then the Jazz making the difficult decision to uh, move on from Dante. Yeah, I mean, that one's tough because they, they, they were trying to bet – kind of, you know, to be ahead of the Dante Exum curve and they certainly had drafted him and believed in him and waited for him from a health standpoint and still believed in what he could do and, and a guy who, you know, at his best is a two-way player uh, but who just, you got to know, you know, when the ship has sailed when it comes to, doesn't mean Dante can't find his way going forward, but, you know, this particular relationship with this particular team, it just, it wasn't working out. And Jordan is the kind of guy who uh, has more of a track record that you can actually point to and, and kind of, you know, look and see what he can do as a role player as a guy who just, 
just bottom line knows how to score the ball. I mean, he's not going to ever be uh, any team's number one guy, maybe even number two guy, but he knows how to score the ball and, it, it, you know, gives him more juice and offense certainly has been an issue for the Jazz. So, you know, I like it. I mean, it's, I'm sure it was hard for them culturally to, uh, to make that move because, you know, it, I think it's genuine when they talk about guys within their program who they believe in and, and are trying to, you know, kind of make these things long-term partnerships. Uh, but obviously it just wasn't happening with Dante. And, and so, you know, we'll see if Jordan can help him a little bit. Sam, what do you make of the way Joe Ingles plays the game? I love it. I mean, um, I don't know specifically which part you're talking about, Gordon, but I think, you know, he, he's savvy, he's smart. I mean, it's it's probably a little maddening to Jazz fans that he certainly can be inconsistent. Um, you know, part of that, though, is I think a product of his willingness to sacrifice, and, and he just he doesn't ever force the issue in terms of his own game um, because it's not about the box score for him. He's, he's a winning basketball player and a guy who, you know, who's going to just go out and do what he's got to do. He's been playing really well lately. And, you know, th- that is one of those kind of barometers for a team like the Jazz. Uh, it's certainly not as extreme as the Utah Jazz go the way Joe Ingles goes, but it's just it's one of those things that, you know, you're not going to find a lot of wins when you study the box score and see that Joe played terribly. It's, I think it's tough for them to win, you know, with Joe um, coming up empty. But he just, you know, he's fun to watch. I mean, listen, we all love the, the fact that he looks like the, the you know, kind of the, the, uh, the fix-it man next door. Like, he could be your neighbor and he does not look like an NBA player. And then he goes out there and he's one of the most kind of underrated trash talkers in the entire league. But then, you know, once you get him off the court, just a phenomenal human being and a, and a guy who, uh, you know, is as good, as good as they come on that front. So uh, I'm a big Joe Ingles guy. All right, Sam, before this next question, I, I think it would be a good time to mention that you folks at The Athletic have a 50% off end-of-year deal for new subscribers because I want to ask you about the bomb you dropped on The Athletic uh, going back a few days ago before uh, before Christmas, talking about what happened with the recruitment of Kawhi Leonard. Now, I, I understand you can't give us the whole story, but give us a, give us a little taste of, of what you uncovered. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting stuff. Been working on it for a couple months. Um, just continued to hear rumblings that the Lakers were displeased with the way that Kawhi and his camp had handled free agency in July. And then, I mean, listen, no one will be so shocked to hear this, but yes, when you're in the media, you occasionally you know, strategize certain stories to attach them to certain events. And you had the Lakers and Clippers facing off on Christmas Day. And so um, this is actually a story that, that I thought about kind of publishing and getting out there going into the regular season back in late October. And once I wasn't able to get all the information secured and the story written by then, I then was kind of holding my breath saying, well, could I make it to Christmas day? Because I think that would be a good time to drop it. And you're always nervous that somebody else in the media is going to jump on it before you. Um, the, the short breakdown is that, um, it, you know, when it comes to free agency, um, it is against league rules for teams to, to uh, offer anything that's outside the collective bargaining agreement beyond really the player contract, you know, um, and in the talks between Kawhi's uncle, Dennis Robertson and the Lakers and the Raptors and presumably the Clippers, he had made some pretty uh, outlandish requests um, in those conversations, everything from a house that he would potentially live in to a plane that would be uh, accessible to, to him and his family 
uh, at all times. And then last but definitely not least, um, part of the team, part ownership of the team, which all those things are not permitted by the league. And so the NBA did investigate the Clippers, did not find any evidence as of uh, as of now to indicate that they permitted, or I'm sorry, that they you know complied with any of these requests. But it was it was a major thing, and this is even more so. What got my attention, guys, was that it's not just you know a thing about the Lakers and Clippers. This became league wide at the Board of Governors meetings in New York in September, and Adam Silver in those meetings was focused uh, quite a bit on tampering and about playing by the rules. And people I talked to in that room and owners and executives had said that that was all about um, Kawhi's uncle and the things he had asked for during free agency. That was the driving force behind, you know, the summer of, of discussing tampering. So um, certainly an interesting story to work on. It was, it was kind of glad to get it off my desk. So no evidence, but Sam, with your, reading between the lines and whatnot, uh, I guess I'm asking you for your opinion here more than reporting any kind of fact, but do you believe that there is cheating going on? Um, I, I don't, I just, I'll go with the evidence, Gordon. Like, I don't have any reason to believe that right now. Um, you know, I think, for one, what struck me, and this kind of answers your question, you know, part of my hesitation to run the story was I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making too big a deal out of something that people within the league saw as no big deal. Like if people had told me, no, man, you got to understand players are asking for part ownership all the time these days. And we just have to tell them that, Hey, we can't do that. And I got quite the opposite reaction. I got owners telling me like owners who have seen a lot and done a lot saying, no, this is bonkers. Like players don't ask for this stuff. Like they couldn't believe that Kawhi's uncle had asked for this stuff. And so as far as the Clippers are concerned, um, it is mildly uncomfortable in terms of like, yes, the league investigated. Yes, they, they did not find any evidence. But I think um, if I'm being honest with you guys, like the part that probably takes the Clippers off is that they thought they were cleared. And my information is that that's not necessarily the case. It is the inherent nature of this kind of investigation is that it is kind of inevitably uh, still open, oh, meaning that if more evidence came to light, they would still look at it. They're, the league is reticent to to say that a team is cleared because that you know they're cleared until they're not cleared, and so um, you know the Kawhi is going to be in his kind of his dealings are going to be under uh, a microscope of some sort. I think for as long as he's with the Clippers. Sam, happy holidays to you. Thanks as always for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the new year. You got it, guys. Early Happy New Year. Thank you. Back at you, Sam. Thank you. Sam Amick of The Athletic and his his piece uh, from that Lakers perspective was really, really good. And again, just to mention, they've got a 50% sale going on right now at The Athletic for new subscribers. So jump on board and uh, and consume all of Sam's work. He's just terrific. Simply one of the best. Do you think the NBA, more than any other pro league, has more of a soap opera tone to it? Yes, I do. Um, and I think that it's that way for a, a few different reasons. One, there are fewer players, so we can, frankly, get to know them a little bit better simply because there's fewer of them. And they're more recognizable. It's more – yes, I mean, that's they're a running great point. around out there in shorts and a tank top as opposed to have a helmet on their well, head. and they're tall. They're big people. They, yeah. they stand out in crowds, things like that. And the it's a superstar-driven league, more so than any other sport. And so these superstars it, – it's – 
It's no wonder that the NBA is more progressive from a player's standpoint than other leagues because those players have so much more say. It's, it's not a coincidence that load management is an NBA thing. You know, and yeah. all this player empowerment stuff, including, and we can talk about what he what he was saying about Kawhi and all these demands, but I, I don't think it's any coincidence that that's happening in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, the NBA, unlike Major League Baseball, has a hard cap where there's some limitations under what you can or cannot pay players, and so all of a sudden you have to find other ways, you know, maybe around the rules a little bit. Whereas right. in Major League Baseball, you know, for Mike Trout, you just – back up the Brinks truck and say, here, have some cash. And in basketball, one single player moving can make all the difference yep. in the world. And in baseball, uh, that doesn't always work out that way. No. You know? How are your angels doing? Uh, they're not playing right now. It's the offseason, Gordon. I know you've been trying to follow baseball a little bit more closely over the past couple of years, but it actually ended a while ago. I, I didn't mean right and this minute. I meant how have they been doing, even though they have the best player in baseball. And just to, Looks just, like they had a good Christmas. Just to uh, further update good you on, on the baseball season, your Phillies were hot garbage, and they basically wasted hundreds of millions of dollars on a player. <laughs> in fact, uh, the, the your best player's former team won it all. And that's true. It was actually a better team for having lost him. Well, it's pretty hard to argue. Just wanted to put that <laughs> but out But you never know what might happen next time around. There's always next year. My, Ask any Cubs fan. My Expos are World Series champions, and your Phillies are paying Bryce Harper a lot of money. I, I hate fine. to tell you this, but your Expos don't exist anymore. They do, and they just won the World Series championship. At least you stopped wearing the cap. I still have it around. I haven't seen you wear it in a while. He wore that thing. That's a good point. He wore the thing for, what was it, how many weeks in a row? Uh, until it started to glow in the dark. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back out just because you guys are busting my chops now. What, your Walgreens said? Very funny, Gordon. Just because your Phillies are, are just not good. Doesn't mean you have to lash out at the rest of us, especially the rest of us that are World Series champions. No, I, we did it. See, this is why. <laughs> this is why. This is why Jake hates his friends' teams because he's afraid they're going to act like him. I don't know what you're talking about. Coming up next, Kristen Kinney. I gotta, I gotta look. You waited a long time for that. I did. I waited a long like time. All suffered. nine days of <laughs> September. Just suffered. I mean, watching night in and night out. Um, I meant Ke- historically speaking. Oh, excuse me. All right. AT&T Sportsnet, Kristen Kenny is going to join us coming up right around the corner. Joining us now in studio, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. What What are you doing over there, Gordon? Are you talking about Black Monday? Freddie Kitchens was fired. Oh, yeah. I think that happened a while ago. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, just saying. Okay. <laughs> well, you're, you're giving me the hitchhiker stuff. I'm no, thinking no, like, just being like, what's going on? You're telling me to get to Andrew? I know. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. Andrew well, Re- Reinhardt is with us from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, Hi, Andrew. Jake is tired of coming up short all the time. <laughs> ah, very nice. Uh, let's, talk, uh, let's talk ED. Yeah. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs> let's talk about helping our listeners, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. So uh, Wasatch Medical has a breakthrough treatment. Um, we've talked about this a bunch. But it is so important for guys to know that there's other solutions if you have ED. Um, and that also, I might add, ED is, maybe it's happening now or maybe it always has, but it strikes a lot of younger guys. Um, we have guys in their 20s and 30s every day in our clinic, all the way up into their 90s. But if you have 
erectile dysfunction or you feel like things are slipping in the wrong direction, the acoustic wave therapy, FDA cleared device, clinically studied, I mean, to the moon and back now at this point to open up blood vessels so it can restore normal function. And sometimes with just a few treatments, you can start feeling the effects immediately um, and get back to normal without the pills. There's so much downside for the other treatments. It feels like this is worth trying because why not, right? It's a no-brainer. Guys come in, they complain of the side effects of the pills. They've tried the injections. That causes a ton of issues. Um, Traveling around and keeping needles with you all the time, a lot of downsides to that. Surgery is another option, which is not great. Um, Really bad recovery time to that. So this is you know, non-invasive. It's done on top of the skin, gently opens up blood vessels. So you get more blood flow when you want it, where you want it. Um, And it also prevents the problem from getting worse and from continuing to slide in the wrong direction. All right. So the number is 801-901-8000. And if our listeners call, they'll get a free assessment to find out if this will be a right fit. Yes. We know guys are hesitant and embarrassed, but if you're frustrated, call us now. We'll do the initial assessment free. Uh, That includes an exam, a blood flow ultrasound. The medical doctor will sit down with you for maybe 30 minutes, go through your situation and be able to tell you what kind of results you can expect, if the treatment's a good fit, and what has maybe led uh, you to get ED and, and maybe if we can solve it easier. So call us now. That whole process is totally free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Also, we want to remind you about our friends at Homey. If you're buying or selling a home, Homey will give you up to $5,000 back to help with your closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homey. See more at Homey.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I turn my preaching responsibilities over to Reverend Kenahan. Amen. <laughs> Reverend Kenahan. I've heard you called a lot of things, but never Reverend Kenahan. Hey, I am an unordained minister. <laughs> Ministering to the masses weekdays from 6 to 10. I don't need to be ordained. My ministry speaks for itself. <laughs> you are so full of it. It's spectacular. I enjoy that. Nope. No. Nope. Reverend Kenahan. You speak the truth as you see it and you get blasted <laughs> for it. So be it. I'm content. My maker is satisfied with me. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more waves. You know? That's super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to get to our Utah Insider Report coming up here momentarily with Christian Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet. It's brought to you by Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. Nailed that one too, buddy. Nailed that one too, just saying. Also want to remind you, purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dog, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream. Starting as low as $37 per ticket, visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now.
Nothing. Looking forward to talking with Kristen. You just get these strange looks like you've got something something going on over there, and then I, I ask about it, and you just give me nothing. No, I, what I, are you plotting? Sometimes I am, and sometimes I'm not, but right now I'm not. I was just listening to what you're oh, saying. Oh, you were. You were. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Kristen what uh, she thought about, uh, uh, about the win over the Clippers and how the trade is going thus far. This is what I'm sensing from the team. It's that they are gaining more confidence as they go. It, it just feels like they believe in one another a little more than they did a month ago. And I can understand why. Well, I think they've gal- galvanized a little bit. I think they're they're more of a team than they were. I I know you didn't agree with me at the at the time, but I don't think that Rudy Gobert saying what he did that early in the season did a whole lot for morale. And then, you know, you hit a rough part in the schedule where you have a lot of road games and they're tough and you lose a bunch of them and you've got an injury and things aren't going so well, you know, got to put some pieces back together. And I think we're seeing that. Do you think there were certain players on the team who didn't celebrate on the bench along with others? It might have. No, you want to go down that, that road. I'm that's that's in kidding. the news again today. I'm just today. kidding. No, I, here's what I'll say, because, I, I mean, you, you hear some stuff out there, but here, here's what I'll say. Adding that many new players to a roster was never going to be as easy as we thought it was going to be. And I say we because you and I, Gordon, thought, hey, these guys will come in, yeah. fall in line, and it's going to be right from the get-go. Here we well, go, yay, t- team on three. Well, and then, we and thought just that probably... there might be some bumps along the way, but, uh, I mean, let's just say expectations for a lot of people were pretty high. You, you put some different personalities in the locker room, and, yeah. and stuff's gonna stuff's gonna happen. But it 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 feels to me like there <clears throat> there's a lot of good vibes surrounding the team. And actually, let's uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Uh, joining us now from AT and T Sportsnet, the one, the only, Kristen Kenny. Uh, Kristen, first of all, happy holidays. How are you? How are things? Hey, I like that intro. <laughs> uh, good. You guys doing well? Yeah. Uh, very well, absolutely. And we were just kind of talking about the vibe surrounding this team right now. Kristen, you're, you're with them on the road. You know, you're around this team a ton. It just feels like right now the vibe is good amongst the players. Yeah, it is so fun. I think uh, I really got a sense of that last game in L.A. Right before uh, the walk-off interview, Donovan comes up to me and says, Hell yeah, KK. <laughs> so you can sense that the guys um, have really turned a corner and they're feeling good um, just to be able to express, you know, the excitement. And you see Rudy and, and Donovan really uh, having a fun time, too. And I think it was also in another walk-off interview. I can't remember what game that was because they all blend together. But I was interviewing Rudy, and then Donovan comes up and just – pushes him and pulls him over and um, so I think when the guys are just playful and having a good time they're playing loose and you sense it it's fun Kristen from your vantage point what is going positively here I mean what what's happening with this team I think there's a lot that's going uh, that's positive at this point I think Donovan for one to really see him take on that leadership role and turn the corner in that area of his game. The guy's only in his third year, but really has become a true leader and taking responsibility and accountability. And I think that goes far on this team. So there you see the positives in that. 
um, his ability to turn it on and the and take over in the second half. I think the chemistry that we're seeing with Joe Ingles and really Joe finding a way to um, not only is he you know handling the ball more and creating, but really his the three. Oh my gosh, his, you look at the last four games and his three point shooting and what we're seeing there. Um, Rudy Gobert and and the chemistry and really uh, that unit right now clicking uh, with the addition of Jordan Clarkson, just the two small sample size of games, that's going to be an immediate impact on the bench, uh, coming off the bench to help Emmanuel Moutier and and that second unit really add some scoring punch. So there's a lot of positives, but overall I really feel like the guys are playing together and really gelling and getting to know where each other, where their spots are, how to create for each other, and create for themselves with confidence. It's amazing what a few made shots does for a team, huh? Yeah, right? It's contagious. Yeah. Shooting's contagious. Kristen Kenny is with us from AT&T Sportsnet here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Kristen, I know it's only been two games, and his first game he played after getting into town uh, that morning, but Jordan Clarkson, your thought on, thoughts on him as a player and his fit with his team? Yeah, I think he's awesome. I touched on it just briefly, but I sat down with him today actually in a one-on-one interview, which we're going to run probably while we're on another road trip um, coming up, this next road trip, but I think – he has, what, what did Rudy say, like his swag <laughs> after the game the other night? He's, someone asked about Jordan Clarkson and what he brings, and Rudy's like, swag. Um, he, he brings that. He also is that scoring punch, and you see it. He pr- he's really worked on uh, what he's told me the last year um, in this season, his, his shots and finding the shots um, that work for him and playing just free. And I think that you're seeing that and Coach Quinn Snyder is allowing him and wants him to play free and be instinctive and not throw everything at him at once, um, you know, with all the, the complex sets that we run and whatnot. So you're seeing him come in and that game against the Clippers is a good example of what he can do and what he shows. I think offensively you see it, but as Coach Quinn Snyder also said post-game, um, his defense and just the passion and pride that comes with that as well, staying in front of the guys. I know he's been get he, he was he's not known as being um, a defensive minded player, but you saw him really take pride in that against the Clippers, and I think it's just going to get better and better. I'm really excited about this guy. What do you, are are you guys? Because I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, they definitely need uh, needed some firepower added to certain stretches of the game, and that was probably accomplished with that. You mentioned earlier, Kristen, about Donovan Mitchell. Jake and I were talking about the way he approaches a game now. And it seems like early in games, he's not quite as aggressive. But then down the stretch in the second half, he really pours it on that way. Do you think it would be beneficial for him to pour it on earlier in the game uh, as well? Or do you think the way he's doing it is just fine and dandy? I tried to talk to him about this and because he's always been that more of a second-half guy. And he even notices that. He says says what it is. Yeah, I'm a second-half guy. I think a lot of it has to do more with him feeling it out there, reading how um, what's going on and adjusting. Um, but I, that's a tough question because you bring it, if you bring that intensity right from the start, um, you could potentially set yourself up to not have it at the end um, and teams adjust. Uh, throughout early on in the game to you and what you're doing. So I, I think the way he's doing it is working, especially 
if it can happen in the second half, we start right out of the third quarter and on fire and build a lead. And what I think what needs to happen and what we're starting to see is that we're not going to give up that lead like we were before. If we can maintain that lead, sustain that lead, as opposed to letting teams come back in, that's the thing. So coming out in the second half and Donovan puts on a show and does what he does – and letting that and not allowing that other the opponent to come back, I think is more of um, what we want to see and continue to see. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, he's the second half guy, but it works. Kristen, uh, give us a sense of what's going on with Mike Conley right now. Just uh, when you see him around the team, does he look engaged? Does he he kind of uh, look eager to return? Or give us the vibe surrounding him. Yeah, I love Mike Conley. I love him, uh, seeing him around the team and supporting the guys just today at shoot-around. Coach puts his arm around Mike, and his teammates are putting their arms around him, and he's you know back and forth and definitely playing an active role. So I don't. I see him as engaged. I, I think he's been great. Um, when we're leaving games, he's talking with the guys, laughing with the guys. They have a great relationship, so it's just a matter of him working through that hamstring and getting it back on the floor when it works best for him and the team. So I, he's absolutely engaged, and he's a great leader, whether he's on the floor or off the floor. You know, we talked earlier about how uh, the Jazz had a bunch of new components to them, and it was going to take some time for that to come together. But this seems to be a trend with Quinn's teams that they do improve as the season goes on. What Any idea what's, uh, what, what's involved in that whole thing, other than the fact that they had new players this time around? I know. it's cra- History repeats itself, I guess. But this time around, I think... You know, it's it's interesting because it's been a trend. Um, but I think that we didn't. Our record still is a solid record. You know, at the first half of the season, or the just you know the last few months, it's been a, a good record, a solid record. Where um, before we'd seen our record not show so well. We're under 500 or X amount of games under 500 and having to battle back. So we've sustained a legit record. So I think we started just there's certain games that we didn't match the hype. So when we started out at the first part of the season playing all the best teams, playing the Lakers at home and seeing that, that's not us playing at our best, right? So we look at that saying, wow, we've got a lot of work to do. But and it's, it's hard to take those, those games, those one-off games here and there. If you look overall at the record, we have been playing – well according to the record but i think we're just going to get better and better so when you see us playing teams like we just did the clippers uh those championship caliber teams we're able to match their intensity if not surpass that and and show what we really can do like we did the other night so i think right now if we were to play the lakers again you're going to see a different looking jazz team now i don't know if that has to do with just the guys gelling and taking time um, to figure out each other or what. But it, it is interesting when you bring that up and everyone's been trying to figure that out. Like, is that just uh, the way it goes? <laughs> I don't know. But it makes it more exciting. Kristen, thank you so much. We'll see you here at the arena and, of course, on AT&T Sportsnet tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you in a bit. Thanks, Kristen. Uh, Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, your Jazz Insider Report brought to you by Divi. Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. Yep. What, what's with you today? I don't know. I'm just looking at you while you're re- making the read there. I, You know, I just I can't get over the fact that, that 
basically Donovan Mitchell has played two of his, if not the best games of the season, where he's an absolute cold-blooded closer, gets his team involved, <laughs> scores 30-plus points, and you're saying, boy, he needs to do more. No, that's I not, just, that's just, not, that's not to, the tone of what I'm saying. He needs he's to playing do more. great. I've said that. Instead of 21 shots a game, he needs to shoot more than James Harden. <laughs> See, I think this is actually just Gordon wants to win that bet you guys have. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, <laughs> that maybe, that's, it. maybe that's that the case. That might be it. But it, it's like... What's he up to? What's his uh, scoring average up uh, to? Not right? enough for you to win the bet. It, not it's, yet. It's, yeah, but it's heading in that direction. And if you were to shoot six more times Yeah, Donovan, shoot the ball. Jeez. Don't we, be shy. We know you're incredible. Think of Gordon, man. But <laughs> would, you, would you play like that, you know? In fact, I think, in fact I, well, why isn't he playing 48 minutes? No, well, I, I understand you, it. Somebody get the word to Quinn Snyder. He should be playing 48 minutes no, a game. No. And let's get him north of 30 no, shots. No, let's get his usage no, above no, 40. No. I'm not making any declarative statements here. I, I, all I'm saying is that he's awfully good, and and if he if he can play like that when he decides to turn it on, can he play like that even more? He's turned it but on. But you're essentially said saying that the Jazz don't want him to turn it on more. He's amply turned on. What are you talking about? All right, all right. Look, maybe that would wear him out if he took four more shots a game. We're not. I'm not maybe talking about wearing be out. It's it's. You can't. And you don't want Donovan. Poop. He's getting other people other shots. All right. He's getting guys going. There are other players on the team that are good. Yeah, Bogdanovich is good. Yeah, but sometimes guys get shots that aren't all that great. Wouldn't you rather have Donovan taking those shots? How about you just get a great shot? <laughs> and by the way, we've been saying for years, including you. Donovan needs to figure out how to make the right reads. You've said it a lot. <laughs> I have. And now he's making the right reads, and you're like, well, maybe he no. should be shooting more. Oh, no, no. Really? No, no. Really? No. It's a compliment to Donovan that I think his potential is so great. I think you're flipping flopping. Flipping flopping? I do. What are you talking about? Make the right read, shoot more. Actually, both. don't read at all. You can do both. No, please. Guys, Let's playing. get those assist numbers down, fella. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. I didn't think I'd be frustrated today. I don't even know the answer to the question. I'm just bringing it up. Stay tuned. Just we'll asking have... it. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Donovan, what's the matter with you? Take more shots. Brace yourself. The Not Sports Report is next. 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Report here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Real quick before we get to it, Gordon, I don't want to put too much pressure on tomorrow's Not Sports Report, but you realize that tomorrow's Not Sports Report will be the last Not Sports Report of the Ever? Inter- Actually, you know what? I... I <laughs> That's me, what I asked for for Christmas. Wait, let me think about this for a second. No, never mind. Uh, you pregame takes over tomorrow at four thirty. So actually, this will be the final not sports report ever of the ever ever of, ever 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 the two thousand ten ever of the decade. Austin, when are you going to come around and tell the people the truth? How much you love the not sports report? You know because 
you when say, you drive a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> You say you don't like it, but I think you do. Uh-uh. No? Really? Mm. I like when Jake does it. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so uh, this story better be awesome, because it is the final one of this decade. Well, see, I didn't even this think about the, that. This is the finale. You're, you're Now you're telling me I need to shoot more in the first half. This, sto- this story better just absolutely knock our socks off, because it's the final one of this decade. Well, it's too late to change it now, but... Uh... Have you, did you ever use one of those uh, dating apps? Uh-uh. Austin, did you ever use any of those dating apps? How old do you think I am? I don't know. When did that When did that become a thing? Like six, seven years ago, didn't it? So, did you ever use it? No. Why not? Because it didn't work. I mean, I never used it. <laughs> Adrian, did you ever use it? One of those dating apps? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Look it, at that! It, look at that look on Adrian's face. It he uses it. You? Yeah, so so, hit and miss. Well, it depends on what your definition of work is. Yeah, I fish with a large net, as right. you would say. <laughs> okay. Did he just compare his uh, potential dates to fish? You get well, fish in the I sea. Hate the yeah, I know. People do that all the time. Well, the you reason that, I right? bring this up, and there is a reason. Apparently, the Bumble dating app blocked Sharon Stone because no one believed it was actually her. But it was her. She was using, she was bumbling. Okay. Does that surprise you a little bit? Uh, no, I mean, you know. First of all, Sharon Stone, uh, what do you think of her? She's a fine actress. Okay. Well, she, what are you fishing for there? Why, what, why do you this, always fish for like the below board, like let's judge somebody on their looks type no, of thing? Why do, why well, do you always I mean, do that? She, She's is, a, she is kind of a Hollywood sex symbol, isn't she? She was terrific in Casino. I don't know. She she tweeted out, I went on the Bumble dating at, uh, site and they closed my account. Some users reported that it couldn't possibly be me. Hey, Bumble. Is being me exclusionary? Don't shut me out of the hive. And so then uh, the, Bumble, the, sports report. the Bumble folks uh, said, uh, by the way, do you know that Sharon Stone is 57 years old? She looks 77. <laughs> Was that on the air? Now, yeah. Austin taking shots at looks now. She's chosen to look 77. Anyway, so one of her the, and Mick Jagger in a race. Bumble found her and reestablished her and unblocked her account. Aha, Sharon, we at Bumble found your account, unblocked you, and ensured this won't happen again. You can get back to bumbling. Thanks for beating, for I'm sorry, bear, <laughs> bearing with us, and hope you find your honey. <laughs> so. Here's my thing with this whole thing. So now that now she's got a bunch of guys out there, this guy from Buffalo saying, <laughs> Sharon, if you're ever in Buffalo, come on by. He said, he said, uh, come on by. If you kind of dig fat guys with mustaches, my DMs are open. Also, I own a car, so willing to drive up to 25 miles if you just close by. Talk to you soon. He owns a car. <laughs> so he owns So he's the leader in the clubhouse, huh? Yeah. That's the guy. That's the one. So I'm in love, Dad. Why? He has a car. 
I I heard uh, before her. What was the recent comedy with Charlize Theron, Austin? Uh, pretty Long funny. Shot. Long Shot with Seth Rogen. Uh, she actually talked about um, how she's had trouble meeting people because you get you're isolated as kind of a celebrity actor. Kind of you don't have the opportunity to go meet a whole yeah. lot of new people, and, and the people you do meet are so intimidated by you, you don't get the normal. You know, first steps See, to a I, I relationship. Buy that, so. I buy that completely sure. because people just think oh, Sharon Stone or anybody like that just can do whatever she wants yeah, right. and she's going to draw a crowd. You know, but she's 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 aching for love too, just like all the rest of the world. This is a world we live in now where everyone has a shot. But I, I mean, if you saw a thing that said Sharon Stone on her, would you believe it was her? Uh, probably not. But let me tell you this: of all, I think the, it was a fat guy with a mustache in Buffalo, <laughs> right, right. that owns a car. Of all the, he's willing to drive twenty-five miles if you're ever nearby. Of all the bizarre, not sports reports that Andrew Reinhardt has had to sit through uh, over the past uh, year or so, uh, and then transition to this one, applicable. Gordon, this this not sports port actually transitions very well into into our spot with Andrew and Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you saying Clinic. because if you want to be successful on any dating app, you're going to need to go visit Andrew? Maybe you're bumbling out there and you're having some issues, and and some of those bumble dates aren't going according to plan because you're having some issues, yeah. and you may need to go see good folks at Wasatch Medical Clinic. Maybe we should run some ads on. Bumble. I just wonder if any of these pictures of Sharon might help any, uh, any of your clients. 57? Stop oh. it. Just, just stop it right now, Gordon. Just... It's nothing. It's it's tastefully done. <laughs> you are the worst. You are absolutely the worst. I mean, I just maybe if, if, if women out there saw, if you were single and they saw, you know, Jake Scott on Bumble, they wouldn't believe that it was really you. I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. All right, Andrew, let's help our listeners. Bumbling, married, (laughs) whatever is going on out there in your personal life. ED can strike anybody. Indeed. (laughs) Andrew, that reminds me of a joke uh, I saw in a movie once. Somebody asked uh, this character, he said, uh, how's your sex life? And he said, I'm married. (laughs) Now, was it really necessary to interrupt Andrew in order to get that in? (laughs) It I doesn't don't. have to be that way. Yeah, right. There <laughs> it we doesn't go. have Thank to be that way. <laughs> Beautiful. No, seriously, get, there's there's another way other than the traditional treatments, which have a bunch of side effects. There's a new way to do there it. There is another way. The FDA in 2011 cleared um, this device called acoustic wave therapy, uh, and it causes microinflammation. I guess you could you could probably put it on your arm or something, and it would do the same thing. It, it causes blood vessels to grow. So somebody said we ought to use this for ED. So it's been specialized over you know over the past few years and works really well in getting blood flow into this part of the body. So that means no more ED. We've seen phenomenal results with thousands of guys. A ton of clinical studies have been done. It restores function in the bedroom. And you said it, no pills, and that means no side effects. Yeah, you're not treating the symptoms. Uh, you're treating the actual problem. That's it. The, uh, the pills are a Band-Aid. They can work uh, for a few hours maybe. There's side effects to it. This is the root cause problem. It's lack of blood flow. The blood vessels die. They shrivel up. Um, This rejuvenates everything. So, I mean, it's a long-lasting fix. It gets the spontaneity back to where things work naturally. 
So do your clients uh, say to you afterward, why didn't I do this sooner? They do. They, they, everybody's hesitant and embarrassed to take the first step when it comes to ED and kind of you know admit they have a problem. Sounds cliche, but uh, and, and to come into the doctor. But two to three weeks of treatments is what our average patient would do. And that's it. And it's important for people to know that you're not alone, yeah. that this is very common. Very common. Um, I've been shocked at that one aspect with this industry. Is it's, it's very common. It can strike any guy at any time, any age, but it is fixable. And it's so much worse to continue to struggle than to come, you know, overcome the embarrassment and get it taken care of. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. And uh, you're going to do that assessment for free? We are. So call us now. We do the assessment, the analysis exam, a blood flow ultrasound, which checks for blockages to make sure that really is your issue. Um, all normally $300. Call us now. We'll do it free. There's no obligation. You can come in. Um, Test out the doctor, see if you like the staff, and you make the decision from there. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The great uh, Thurl Bailey, kind enough to join us. So you get LeBron out in the West, and obviously you've got some great guards. Your thoughts on Donovan Mitchell's chances of getting nominated as an All-Star? Well, I think he's playing like an All-Star. There's no question. As you well know, that's a popularity contest to begin with. So, you know, we may see Donovan every single night, but there's folks out there voting who already, even before the you know, last year, had their, their picks already in, regardless of whether the guy's hurt or not. So there's no question that he's playing like an all-star and he deserves to be there. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.